and even all the hard times we've had to lose houses, lose cars, be moving here, there, and everywhere. I always told him I'm not worried about it. We'll figure it out. Like I know he's going to figure it out, and he still does that. That I that's something I won't have to worry about for me or for our kid forever. I don't know. I think I just was upset because Andrew's going out with her girlfriends a little too much, you know, throughout the week, things like that. And I kind of got a little resentful to that. So I think during that period of time, there was definitely the intimacy wasn't there as much as it should have probably been. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences with working with thousands of couples for over 15 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Steve and Angie. How are you guys? Great. Good morning. Good morning. You guys are, are good morning. What, what time is it over there in Cali? 8.30. 8.30 in the morning. Yes. And it is 10.30 over here in Chicago. And you got, we're doing this remote. And, and thanks for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Steve, we've been friends since first grade, I think, right? Yep. It's been quite a ride. <laughs> it sure has. Especially the altar boy days. <laughs> well, before we get, before, I think we're today we're going to be talking about the topic of starting a family later on in life. Because <laughs> you guys are expecting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Before we get into your story, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? How old are you? What do you do for a living? And how long have you, have you been together? Okay, 40. Or wait, no, I'm 39. I'll be 40 soon. <laughs> and oh, we've been together for 17 years, married 13. And then we own a restaurant together, a Chicago pizza pub. So we get the joys of working together. <laughs> That's awesome. How, <laughs> yeah. long, how long have you guys been working together? Eight years. Yep. Eight years. About eight years. Yeah. Eight years. You know, we, we talked about this on other podcasts, you know, other other couples ask us, like, how could you work with your spouse? Yeah, we 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 work together. We know the joys of that. And, you know, some of the uh, the downsides of it, too. See, what's your age? Yeah, so, so I'm 47. Obviously, we own a restaurant and then just other side ventures. I do um, real estate and things like that. Yeah. So Angie and I. Working eight years together. Yeah, it def definitely does have its moments. <laughs> Can you guys tell us the story of how you met? I was actually best friends. He's one of 12. So I was best friends with his younger sister. And I met her when I was 12, actually. And then I went to Steve's first wedding <laughs> when I was a little kid. <laughs> I met him through the family. <laughs> and actually, we danced, too. Yeah. <laughs> danced with him. Uh, and what, how old were you guys? When when, how old were you guys then? I was, uh, at that time, in my late 20s, 26 or 27. and uh, I was 20. And he was 20. <laughs> Little baby. And and I remember right after that, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's very true. I, I told my friend at the time, and I said, hey, after I got married to the first wife, I said, oh, my gosh, I screwed up. Ange was the one. On your wedding and, day? Well, the next day, I told my friend. <laughs> the next day? I, I screwed up. I royally screwed up. I married the wrong woman. Wow. Because Ange is the one I really wanted to marry. And he goes, well, dude, good luck with that. <laughs> that was... How long did and, that wow. marriage last? I was... 
two years and that was it. Real short. So did you meet her on your wedding day? No, I've known the family since I was 12. So I've been to like every wedding, every funeral, every family function anyways. And he was always kind of around. Uh Yeah, I mean, I think I knew. Yeah, I think at one time, Ann drove me from the airport and she was like 17. But she was just like a like a little dorky kid with a lot of junk in her backseat and her Dodge Duster. So I always thought, God, why does my sister hang out with this girl? I mean, her her car smelled like a gym locker. (laughs) uh, But she was the one. Yeah, no, and then, you know, I think like then I realized, you know, when she got older and I saw her at my wedding, you know, then I was like, wow. She cool. Did Did you have any feelings that day, Ange? Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a crush on him when I got older. Like when we were little, I didn't really. It was like it's Melissa's stupid older brother, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I always thought he was really good looking and awesome and cool. So then it worked out when his sister and I went to college together. She graduated a year ahead of me. And he came out for it. So he got rid of the wife. I got rid of the boyfriend, and we started dating till I graduated. So tell us the story about that. Did you guys go on a date or just hook up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we were stoned at the graduation. <laughs> <laughs> it was honest to God. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were partying for the graduation. And they were like, oh, but hey. no, we didn't like hook up that day. It was the next day. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> Small details, but. <laughs> I didn't do the breakup. Hours later, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. So were you guys living in the same state at the time? Oh, I was in Flagstaff finishing college and he was in Carlsbad, California. Yeah, so I would drive Friday. I'd get off work. I was building houses. So we we're on the construction site and I would leave early, like 2.30 on a Friday afternoon and drive up to Flagstaff. That's a, like a six and a half hour drive. Wow. I'd drive up there Friday. And this went on for like, I don't know, Just a year. A year, yeah. I would drive as fast as I could up the, and it's up in the mountains. So you got to like go off this elevation. It's kind of crazy. And I uh, got up there Friday and then come home Sunday afternoon. It would have been nice be if you had your plane then. Monday. But yeah, oh, yeah, I know that would have been really convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so I just drove and, and, and I'll never forget one time I was driving, I was, I, I was hauling, you know, hauling in to get up there and I'm in a big truck, diesel truck, pedal to the metal. I get pulled over by a cop and and I'm like, oh, you know, give me a ticket. And he, he goes, well, what's, where, what's your hurry, son? And I told him, oh, I'm going up to my girlfriend. I see her every weekend. He goes, all right, just keep going. <laughs> let me go. Awesome. Was, to, be, to be honest, he let me go. So it was really nice. So yeah, you're, went you, on for, a while. For, for a year, every weekend you were doing that. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we'd miss a weekend or, or two, but it was like every every weekend or every other weekend. Mm-hmm. We would see each other. So what was it about the other person that you fell in love with? Just, I think just, you know, her personality was just real casual and funny and not not very emotional too, which I like. <laughs> she has no feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same thing too. I could say whatever I wanted and I felt like I was going to be taken care of too, you know, which is nice. I thought he was funny. Now I'm like, oh my God, I've heard that joke a thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are dating for how long before you you start to figure out logistics and all that? For when we were dating. So I would say, I think what, a year and a half or two years or when did you move out? I moved out the day I graduated, a year to a year because we met, started dating at his sister's graduation a year later, I graduated and moved out. You moved in with each other? Yeah, in Carlsbad until the fake out happened. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, move in with me. You live in Carlsbad, seven minutes from the ocean. I'm like, sweet. This is awesome. Like, I don't live by the ocean. And then he's like, six months later, just kidding. We're moving to Wildemar, which is inland, in the middle of nowhere, farm country. There's nothing out there. It's all dirt. 
And he's like, this is our new home now. <laughs> like, wait, what? But like an hour and a half from The, the good news, it had a wood-burning stove yes. in the house. <laughs> and a ramshackle barn. <laughs> and the laundry room was in the barn. With a blue light. And she, they had a crank on. And it so was she, she thought it was a bait and switch. It was a bait and switch. <laughs> because, you know, this nice... False advertising. Lured her in with the nice beach house. And then, yes. and then this, like, it was like two weeks before she was moving out here. I had clothes on this ranch. It was a watermelon ranch. And that was what I, I, I wound up developing it and then building us a, a custom home, which was really nice. You know, so it all worked out. Did you keep the stove? <laughs> but she was cool. Like, you know, she was a little, she wanted the laundry room moved out that of the barn. That was my one demand. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Not that. going in the ramshackle bar with the blue light and mice to do my laundry. Not happening. <laughs> Did you, so, did you keep the watermelons? You know, by the time we got the ranch, it was all the crops were, were already taken down. So then, you know, about a year later, we living in the ranch house, we started building around it. And then Ange got her life back. <laughs> <laughs> and her laundry room. <laughs> in the laundry, yeah. But yeah, that was, it was a little challenging, you know, that period of time because, you know, we're living in a rural town and people weren't really happy with our development and there was a lot of opposition. And yeah. so we had, you know, it was tough, you know, and, and early on, Angela, she hung in there, you know, she didn't give me any serious trouble with doing that. And then at the end of the day, it, it paid off. So, and then she saw, I think, okay, this is why we're doing what we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, take those sacrifices. But was that your um, test to see if she could follow your crazy dreams? <laughs> I know. She's been following oh, them ever since. I know. How long was it until you guys got engaged? A couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah, we were like probably four years till we got married then. Because hmm. 17 and 13, so. So tell us yeah. the story of your engagement. The actual day was just, I said, you know, hey, let's take a trip to the beach, you know, and we're going to go out to dinner. Another and, bait and uh, switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and she so just thought it was just for a cool car ride because I just bought a, a, a little roadster car. This little Viper. And and so so <laughs> we take her down to La Jolla and she just thinks, oh, he's just taking me down to drive the car and everything, but. And when we set set her up on the, we were overlooking the sunset on the cliffs of uh, La Jolla, and then I proposed to her right then. I, I think she was surprised. I yeah, I'm almost positive. I was. How did you decide then that that was the time? Honestly, I don't know. I think I don't know. You know, I think I was jaded from my last marriage, so I I just was more along the lines of you know why even be married? Why what's the purpose kind of thing and. You know, then over time, those feelings faded or those thoughts faded. And then I thought, well, you know, I want it. I want to be married to this girl. She's the right one. And this is a, a true relationship, unlike the other one, right? I felt almost forced into that marriage. And Ange never pressured me, never even asked about it, never even mentioned it. And uh, so it was all me to, to make that decision. I felt really good about that mm -hmm. because I know what it was like in the in the past in dealing with the pressures and and almost like the commitment without wanting it. And Ainge never did that. And, and so, yeah, so as far as the timing, I don't know why it took me three or four years to figure it out, to get married again, but I did it and I'm glad. And, you know, I, I wish I did it sooner probably, but I don't, I don't regret, you know, the timing or anything of that, you know, you know, we had a really good wedding and it was you know, we didn't get in debt because of it. So it was financial stability helped out too, you know, in that time. At that and, time, uh, Ange, were you, were you feeling that pressure internally? Mm, no, not really. I mean, a lot of people bug you, <clears throat> say, when are you going to get married? Yeah. And it does, you know, just like same with then kid questions come after that too, you know, mm -hmm. but not really. I mean, we we're living together and just felt like we were married anyways. I mean, we were committed to each other. We we're going off doing anything. I mean, we were building houses and I was teaching and we were just, it wasn't a big deal to me, mm -hmm. but I was glad we did it. I had a great time at our wedding. It was awesome. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so speaking of, of children, you know, after you get, you guys get married, it's pretty natural for families to kind of ask when you guys going to have children. Is that something that, I mean, did you guys have plans of having children? I mean, we talked about it and then like 
probably nine or 10 years ago, right before we opened Rosati's actually, like when actually when we were training in Arizona, right before we left for that, we had tried three rounds of insemination and they didn't work out. And so thank God, because it would have been crazy, but we were told that we couldn't have kids that way. We'd have to do in vitro. And we're like, well, screw that. We're not going to pay that much. We're over it. We'll just travel and hang out and retire. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I think at that point I thought, you know, cause it was a little frustrating. And, and I know, you know, when you get those results, oh, you're not pregnant or, you know, Angie's not pregnant. It's just a letdown, you know, emotionally, uh, physically for her. Cause all those the hormone injections and all that. It's a process. It's not just like one month. It takes several months for the cycles. So after that, we're like, you know, the only thought that we had was just some positive light was just, okay, let's just commit to traveling and live in a, you know, just this single or non-kid life, you know, two income, no kid kind of thing. And let's just focus on that. And so we just started doing that. Every year we'd pick a destination and start to, you know, research it and it takes a few months to figure it all out. And then you go on these trips and it's pretty cool. So we were settling into that lifestyle <laughs> for the past several years and really just enjoying it. You know, so this whole thing with the baby is just a, it's just blowing our minds. You know, I'm still, I still can't believe it, you know, and the me kids, too, and I can feel her inside me and yeah. I still like him. <laughs> yeah. Very, very weird feeling. I was putting a box of little clothes and shoes and girls stuff in my trunk of my <laughs> car yesterday. And I, t- I took a picture of it. Cause I'm like, this is so weird. I've never had any kid stuff in my car. I'm 47 years old and I'm putting a box of little girls shoes and dresses in there. And, oh, it was just really, it really hit me yesterday. Well, I think so, we were doing the math last night. What did we say? He'll be at, when our son's 20. So when your daughter's 20, you'll be how old? I'll be 67 60. years old. We've done the math. I already said when she graduates high school, I'm going to have to roll his little wheelchair into the gymnasium. He's going to be like, where am I? Where am I? You know, wiping his drool. Changing to pens. I don't know. The wheel him out in the middle of the ceremony. Yeah, we've done the math, guys. Yeah, sure you have. Well aware of so, the situation. So how did you guys find out you're pregnant? Well, Ange found out on her own she wasn't feeling good, and she went yeah. to the doctor. Were you totally clueless, or did you have an idea? I honestly, we've never, like, used protection in the 17 years we've been together, ever. And, you know, then we were told that wouldn't happen, like, naturally. So we're like, screw it, whatever, you know, and we never thought about it. So, yeah, super shocked, where I actually did the test at work, and... I was in the office and I looked, I couldn't believe it. So I grabbed him. I'm like, Steve, get in here. He's like, wait, what? And I'm like, get in here. And I shut the door and I showed him the stick thing. And he said, he's never seen my face that white before. She looked, I, I, I thought she was dying or something. <laughs> I was excited. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like it was, was just really like sweet. a miracle because how could that happen? 17 years and, and then even trying to do it. And, and so I was, I couldn't believe it. I wanted to go run in the bar and buy drinks for everybody. And Ann just hold me back. No, no, no. It's too early. You know, I'm going to hand out cigars. I was so excited. And she's, she's like, no, 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 we're not having it. We're not having it. She's I had to serious. do a, like, a mental not. shift big time. Yeah. I was not having I could imagine. I mean, that's just a, a complete shift. You guys have kind of settled yeah. into this life of, you know, traveling and, and business and being just together, just the two of you. But then now yeah. you have to, the adjustment is having a family, right? Yeah. And so like, what, what kind of adjustments have you had to make? One, I had to realize that that's really happening. That took a few months. <laughs> so I'm good now. I'm actually really excited. I'm excited for her to get here and see her and hang out. And I'm hoping and we're going to try our best to raise a good kid. But some adjustments besides mentally shifting everything in my brain, well, getting a room ready, you know, we did that. And then I had to buy a mom car the I other day. <laughs> yeah. So well, everyone's telling us that little, the little Lexus little car is going to be a pain in the ass. So I don't know, whatever. So we went and got one and I think it'll pay out. It's nice. Yeah, it's really <laughs> but, nice. but the, you know, that is, that Super is like, like, like for me, I mean, like, 
I just, I traded my sports car into that, that SUV, you know, like that's, that was kind of a reality for me. Like I'm not, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. You See, know? if you I had gotta, a child sooner, you would have had to get a van. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's no SUVs. Yeah, right. I would have had the Dodge van. Well, you know, and then that's sort of like, I think it's all like hitting and I don't know those are just tangible objects that like we're doing, but it's still, for me, it's, it's putting my, it's, it's shifting my mind to where I have to start thinking that way, you know, cause it's 47 years of just doing your own thing and not thinking about really anybody, but maybe a girlfriend or a spouse, you know, from time to time. The kid You have to. Wait, there's a girlfriend too. I think the baby is going to be more of a full time job. It sounds like, and that's that's where like it's. I'm really trying to focus on that mentally. Did I tell you, Steve? My Mustang. I I bought it from someone, kind of going through the same situation. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, did, he, did he cry? <laughs> Driving away, I look in the rear view. He's just staring, uh, watching uh, the Mustang. Uh, can, I, can I come visit? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. so yeah. I mean, this shift is is a huge one for you guys, and you know, have you know what kind of response have you gotten from family? I imagine they're all happy, but you know, were, were they shocked too? Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Massive yeah. shock. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, it is really this whole thing, you know, because they know, everyone knows us and our lifestyle. And then they see this, you know, I imagine the conversations they're having at the dinner table about our situation, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're probably like, oh, God. Good luck. With that kid, you know? <laughs> She's going to be crazy. She's a combo of the two of us. We're like screwed. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of fun together, traveling yeah, as a family. I so. yeah. yeah, I think so. So and what kind of adjustments have you had to make as far as career and your business? And I know you, you had, you know, several ideas and things, you know, prior to finding this out. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think our shift was just to really get more help in the business. And we're kind of trying to, well, we are taking a step back from, you know, the the front show op of operations and letting more people delegate and giving them more responsibility so we can kind of step away. Hmm. As we know, this once this baby comes, it's going to be challenging to be here, there, and everywhere. So we're just really taking a lot of uh, staff that have been with us for years and just promoting them. And just instead of hiring new, just kind of bringing them up. And it's been working out really good. I've been able to pull away quite a bit. And same with Ange. So slowly but surely, I think, you know, we'll, we'll be at a, you know, a good position. And especially in a few more months, we'll even be in better position. So that's, that's one thing that I think uh, he's going to help, you know, when this, when the baby comes, it's going to be, it's going to take a village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear your diaper stories. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either. <laughs> we'll have to do a complete episode on that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so how do you guys deal with conflict? And go ahead. Well, like, with what? <laughs> like <laughs> Anything. Just, Obviously, you guys have to make lots of decisions together. You run a business. You're in a marriage. Well, Steve makes a lot of the decisions for the business. That's kind of his deal. That's when we got into working together, that was kind of our agreement was he's the numbers, he's the business. I'm more like hire and fire HR deal with the employees because I was a teacher forever. So those are our strengths. That's why it works, I think, so well. But, you know, there are the times when there's a conflict at work. And I think the best thing for us is like at work, I just, we can't fight in front of the employees. And so, I mean, honestly, we just wait until we get home to hash it out and figure out what to do because we can't, we can't do it at work. But I we think, I, I do think like that from the beginning, I think what's helped us is that Ange has really taken that direction of like, hey, I'm going to handle with the personalities at work and let me handle the logistics of keeping that place open and running smooth. So I think when you put it in two different buckets, then you kind of know, okay, you know, hey, that's your job. This is my job. That That is tremendous because if 
we are stepping on each other's toes, it would have never worked out. You know, so I'd let her run with it. And, and obviously, you know, there's questions that come up in, in both areas. But there's some things that I've done where Angie's like really opposing for years. She opposed one big thing I did with the company. I just chipped away at that rock, you know, and eventually got it. <laughs> it took 12, seven years, but, you know, then it worked out. And then she says, sees, oh, you know, it was, it, it worked out and he was right, you know, but so, so, I mean, there's some battles you just, you know, you don't want to die on, you know, that hill. So you just kind of let it go. And, and then slowly but surely, hopefully you see each other's point. And eventually you'll get your watermelon farm. Right. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> well, what what about conflicts at home, you know, that doesn't have to do with the business? Like how do you guys, you know, how has conflict evolved in your relationship over over time? I don't know. Do, I mean, we don't We do go for the jugular though. Yeah. When we fight. We go for the jugular like at each other. This that's but we haven't had like a lot of those to be honest with you. I think maybe like 3 the entire time we've been together. Yeah. Like full on drag out going for it. But <laughs> and then we end up being fine. And to be honest with you, then we made a baby because of one. Because <laughs> we were in right. a big fight. Yeah, that's that right. That, that we were going for jugulars that weekend <laughs> and then made up. And then, you know, once we calm down, because we're both like so crazy. But once we, I think, have time to simmer down and actually to speak like normal levels. And you actually hear the other person for once, like then we were fine and we like actually saw each other's other, their point of view. And then we made a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know the difference of how healthy couples fight and unhealthy couples? I mean, I just know from my past relationship, it was unhealthy. Yeah. But I don't know the difference, to be honest with you guys. Well, there was a study done with 2,000 couples. Couples rated their relationship as happy, healthy or unhappy and unhealthy. And they are trying to see if there was a difference between the two groups and how they fight, right? And when the results came back, they found that there was no difference. That happy, healthy couples fight exactly the same way as unhappy, unhealthy couples. They yell, they scream, they throw throw things, they slam doors, maybe frequency, you know, there was a little bit more of of that happening. But really the only difference was that happy, healthy couples made repair attempts. They came back later after the fight. They took responsibility for, you know, their part in it. They apologized, you know, and they tried to make things different. They don't typically make a baby out of it, but... Right. (laughs) So good job. (laughs) That must have been quite a fight. (laughs) And quite a night. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So you're probably going to name her Serenity or something like that, right? (laughs) The the little cottage we stayed at had a fireplace, too. (laughs) Wood burning? Yeah, it was. And Angie kept complaining because it smelled like, you know, like wood in there, you know, burning wood. She's like, gosh, when we left the next morning, she's like, we got to get out of here. (laughs) So how is your guys' relationship similar or different from your parents? And what did you learn as children growing up about relationships? Well, my ours is very different. And that's actually one thing that we I told him when we met was like, because my mom ended up cheating on my dad and they my mom had two divorces by the time. So like I have a dad and a stepdad and, and she's still single. So that was something I didn't want to do, you know? And, you know, it's through the years, you know, we both change and like, things get crazy, but like, I'm still happy to be married to him. But I just, I knew I didn't want to go down that same path that like my parents did, especially with kids. Now it's like, I don't want, that sucked. Like, I don't want to have to do that. But that was my biggest thing. And my biggest thing was my parents were at each other's throat all the time. And my mom was really the, the conflict starter in it all. And my dad was miserable. You know, I mean, he loved us kids. You know, we had 12 kids in my family. So he loved all the kids. And we were really close see to that dad. fighting makes those babies. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, so, you know, my dad, I mean, I know even as a little kid, I knew my dad was so, so miserable. And, and being with my mom, 
And and I always thought, man, I don't know why he didn't leave my mom a long time ago. But he stayed with them, you know, Catholic tradition, just stay together and deal with it. But he was unhappy. And I vowed to myself, even as a little kid, I said, I'm never going to be in that situation where I'm just unhappy with my life and with my wife and everything. And I mean, my mom gave, made my dad give up all his things he liked to do. He liked to hunt. And he liked to go golfing and all those little things that he liked to do in his life. She, she made him get rid of just just kind of broke him down over the years. And so I always, I saw that as a little kid and growing up, I realized I'm never ever going to put myself in that position where, you know, my wife or girlfriend's going to make me do things that I don't want to do. And so I've just kind of lived that way. And luckily I found, you know, Angela, she lets me, you know, lets me be free and, and, and doesn't really get involved unless it's going to hurt our family. That's what I think is most important to me from from my childhood. That's awesome. You're talking about being free. You know, how do you guys, you know, kind of encourage each other when it comes to your own hobbies and, you know, th things that are, that are, you know, interests of each of yours? Well, like Steve with his flying, you know, you know, that's a big deal, but he's also kind of making it a business, it sounds like. So I don't know. I know he loves to do it. It doesn't really matter. We just have to figure it out work-wise for the most part lately, which we've figured out, but I don't really think a whole lot about it. He just wants to do it. So he does it. It's fine. I don't really have any hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> My focus the past few years was to like work out and lose weight. We just kind of let each other do our thing at the time. So how much quality time would you say you guys spend together? And quality time is defined as one-on-one -on -one interaction without anybody else around, no screens either, right? Just the two of you. If you were to total in, in hours per week. Uh, almost every day. I know, a lot. Yeah, every day. Every morning we hang out for coffee and stuff like that and have really intelligent conversations. And then <laughs> at night. You're shaking your head no. At night hang out. Now it's like a lot of quality time. Like, because basically I'm not doing anything. And if he's flying, then that's the only reason. Otherwise we're home just making dinner together, yep. hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready. Yeah, it has been, it's probably more quality time lately ever since she got pregnant than ever before. Because before we were out with friends a lot. So, you know, it's not the one-on-one -on -one time. So any of the downtime that normally we have now would be out with people or, or having people over at the house doing barbecues, things like that. So it wasn't as much, but the past six months. So much. Probably two hours a day <laughs> so on an average time. or more. <laughs> so, much. So, so much. That's like, gosh. Almost sixteen hours a week. <laughs> wow! Like yeah, and you work together job. on top of it. <laughs> it's like yeah. a part-time well, we, job. Actually, we don't really work together like physically anymore. Like we're pretty much we've been separate on that for a couple of years. Because like I'll work at night, he does not work at night. And then if we work during the day, that gives the other person a chance to have the day off and go mm -hmm. do things that they need to get done. So we really don't physically we're not there together a whole lot, which also I think works. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, because then you get your alone time as well. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. The 16 hours of together time is later. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, the minimum amount of time couples should be spending together is five and a half hours a week. So you guys uh, rock stars yeah. in that area. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> this might be a kind of rhetorical question, but how has intimacy changed for you guys over the years in your relationship? Well, the pregnancy is not helping. <laughs> well, you know, when you're talking about Some intimacy, you were talking about emotional that. intimacy, uh, affection, you know, non-sexual affection, that sort of thing. Has it changed for you guys over the years? I would say for a little while it did, but I think now it's better. You know, I think there's a rough patch there for a little while, I would say. Yeah, I think we experienced, like, it was a, it was a rough patch because I, I was... I don't know. I think I just was upset because Andrew was going out with her girlfriends a little too much, you know, throughout the week, things like that. And I kind of got a little resentful to that. So I think during that period of time, there was definitely the intimacy wasn't there as much as it should have probably been. But it was just because I wasn't attracted to that, mm -hmm. you know, that lifestyle. 
How'd you guys resolve that? Well, he would tell me. We talked about it. Definitely voiced his opinion after a while. And then, I don't know. Did did you feel like there was an issue, Ange? Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way too, you know, just like I, I wanted to go out. There's, I don't know why, just I was not really here. So I don't really know why, to be honest, but I think it, I don't know. We were just, maybe it was work. I don't know. I have no idea. How long ago was that? couple years ago? Yeah, about a couple years ago. Is that And that was after you guys decided that you were just going to live the dual income, no kid thing? Well, we were living, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but that that was, we decided that a few years ago. Yeah. Okay, you know, so that was before you. that. And so it wasn't related to? No, I kind of think it was. You know, like, I just think it kind of evolved to that where you're like, hey, now we're just committed to not, you know, now we're going to have kids and let's just, oh, you know, yeah. kind of live our life and maybe party and, you know, too much, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that then, was the thing. There's definitely a lot of partying going on. And know? then I got into flying and, you know, getting my commercial license and all that, you know, it, it changed my focus where hers didn't change, you know, well, so I didn't have one. Yeah. 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 She, That's so, the thing. I didn't have something. I mean, I was working and then he'd be gone doing stuff and I'm like bored. So I go out. So I think that's kind of, that's kind of what I resented the most is just, you know, here I'm working, studying and passing all these tests and going through these really high, highly critical phases of my life. And then here she's just out with the girls getting sloshed every night, you know, and and I just, it really, it just pissed me off, you know, honestly. Would you say that was like one of the biggest challenges you guys have gone through? Oh, by far. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. In the 17 years. Yeah. And, and so you guys took some time and talked about it. You know, how did how did you really get to that that resolution? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't Honestly, know. I, think, I think things just kind of settled down. And that helped, you know, me because she wasn't going out as much with her girlfriends. And and, and, and then that kind of stabilized things at, on, at the home front. Yeah, I think when he finally had time to tell me, like, in a calm way what was bugging him, I did cut back, like, I'm going We out. definitely talked about so, it, yeah, you know, about, I mean, I drew the line in the sand a couple of times, you know, because I just, it, it got to the point where I just couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. And eventually, I think, yeah, I don't know, eventually, maybe that just kind of slowed things down a little bit, you know, then, then things started getting better at that point. It's kind of an interesting thing. I think that we've seen couples like there's different scenarios where it really is a problem and like how people, their relationship with alcohol is one of them. So if they're the same, it's okay. But if like one drinks and one doesn't, that's really tough. Or I think that's even harder than like different religions. Like couples that have different religions is easier to navigate than, than their relationship with alcohol. Is there any other difference? Or with, or with friends, you know, going out Mm -hmm. and, partying with friends you know that's always a very difficult thing to navigate too and like friendships like how do you guys manage that you know friendships with you know same gender and friendships with opposite gender i mean we're pretty much friends with all the same people i mean my girlfriends he's friends with i mean they come over and we barbecue i mean even still he i don't really have Guy friends. Yeah, you do. I mean, I do. Lot, have, like, I have friends, you know, guy friends, but my main crew is like the girls. You have like acquaintances that are guys. But she, yeah, had, yeah well, she has guy friends a lot from back home in, in Illinois. Oh, like back home. You know, yeah. a lot. But like, we're just, it's weird because that's just like, okay, yeah, we're Facebook friends, you know, and if I'm in town and it works out, cool, like, you know, we'll hang out. But I don't know. Yeah, like day to day where I live. But but I don't mind, you know, like, like, I'm sure some people get all weird about, oh, you know, I don't want her talking to any guys or guys from the past. And, you know, I, I really don't, then none of that bothers me at all. It never has. Mm-hmm. Just because I trust Ange. Like, she's not going to do crazy stuff with guys, you know, or girlfriends. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, some girls that get a little wild, too wild. I do have problems with that, you know, and. You know, those girls maybe be going through things in their life that kind of, you know, wild and crazy because they're going through stuff. And I think that 
if they wrap Ange up in that world, then that that's concerning. Well, the one friend that I was, I was been really good friends. She was the first friend I made when we moved here up to Wildemar. And she was one of those girls, you know, she's got some other dude on the side and it's all she ever talked to me about. And after finally like 10 years or something, I distanced myself from her anyways. And so we're not really, we haven't been friends in like four years or something now. So, and she's still doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, and then he's got a million friends, of course, you know, guys and girls, whatever. But I don't really worry about any of that. I don't, it's not even a thought in my head. I don't even care. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, and moving forward now and starting a, a family, right? This is a, a very different shift than what you've been used to in your life. Do you guys have any concerns? Do you have any, yeah, I mean, I guess some concerns and things you guys are trying to think about and, and figure out together? Well, well, kind of the same thing at, at work. Like, you know, I think couples are going to still fight and things and we're going to be exhausted and we're going to be everything everyone's telling us, apparently. But I don't want to fight in front of her just like at work. I want her to see us have healthy discussions to figure things out. But I don't want her to see our jugular fight, you know, if we have one in the next few years or something that I don't know. But I don't want her to think that that's a normal thing either. But we don't fight like that much. So I think, I think that, you know, those things happen. And I think it's okay for kids to see that you can resolve conflict and that you can lose it sometimes. I think the most important thing is coming back and taking responsibility for it and showing the full process. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times people see the fighting, but not the resolution. Sure. So, you know, that's important. But Steve, do you have any concerns? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my concern, I mean, obviously initial concerns, just the, the, just getting through the infancy part, because that's really stressing me out right now. It's stressing both of us out. Yeah. Like if the kid could come out two or three years (laughs) old, you know, that's perfect. You know, because I don't. I don't really think it'd be perfect for Ange. Person. <laughs> <laughs> would be, yeah, that would be to just say, "Hey, Ma, what's for breakfast?" <laughs> but you know that the I think that's the big right now. Initially, the infancy is really stressful because I know it's going to be a lot of time, hands on deck time, and I don't like that. You know, because I, I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. to deal with stuff like that. But then <laughs> moving on, moving on though, the only other concern is just, I, I, I really just hope she's good girl, smart, successful, marries the right guy. If she's going to marry, you know, a guy or whoever she gets with, I just, that's my biggest, that's my biggest concern. It's just, is, is how she's going to be not, you know, after she's 18 that I just wanted her to be a good person. And, you know, you just see so many kids out there now. We see them all the time at work and they're just going nowhere or they're dating these losers. And I just don't want that. So that's my, that's my biggest concern is the infancy. And after she's 18, there's a lot of in between going. Because, <laughs> no, no, because two to 18, that'll be, I think that'll be the fun, the fun stuff, not too serious stuff until, you know, it's just a lot of, building that foundation. So hopefully we do a good job. Well, we'll definitely have to check in with you from time to time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's some terms that they call some of the parenting that leads to that. And, you know, you guys probably have heard of helicopter parents where they, you know, bubble wrap their kids. And, and then there's the lawnmower parents that go and mow down any obstacles. And oh. so, so you really want your kid, your daughter to have some stuff that grows some muscle, you know, to, to be challenged and have that discipline. That's a really important piece. I mean, kids aren't wanting to get driver's licenses anymore. Sure. I know. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. I know. So weird. Well, I'm, I'm hoping and gambling that just teaching and dealing with like middle school kids for eight years and then seeing them a little bit older. Now we're dealing with, you know, 16 to 25 year olds and their parents and how they've turned out. I've seen the middle school, then I've seen post-middle school now. And I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, that, for example, that one kid, like, I 
your mom filled out your application. Like, really? I go, you're 19 years old. I right. go, that is disgusting. You need to fill it out. Like, that is horrible. Yeah. And why is you doing that for you? And why are you allowing it? You know, so I'm hoping that all those things help when we're raising her, you know. And I think a big, a big thing that parents mess up is they don't invest enough in their relationship, in their marriage. And then they, they make the child almost their, their partner. They are treating their child like a child. They're treating them like a, an equal. Okay. And they don't spend any time together as the parents. They espouse their child, right? They give them actually a lot of power to make decisions and, you know, for themselves, right? And mm -hmm. the fact that you guys have a pretty strong cornerstone in your relationship there, you know, is going to be a, a really good feather in your cap in raising your daughter, right? Because you guys are modeling, you know, appropriate roles. <laughs> Thank you. I got something good. <laughs> we were talking to this one couple, and I think they their kids were like seventeen, their oldest. And even for their anniversary, they're like, "Well, they like lobster too, so we bring them with out for dinner for our anniversary." Like their kids were at everything. They had never gone on vacation without their kids. Nothing. It it really is good to use your village, you know, to have your siblings have good relationships with your kids and you know, friends. And if I read between the lines, I'm hearing Piper can come to. Absolutely. <laughs> Uncle Ray's for a while. Yeah, sure. We're going to go see Auntie Jean and Uncle Ray. We'll be back <laughs> when you're two. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a statute of limitations, you know. <laughs> so you're not part of the <laughs> You know, it's kind of cool the way kids are because, you know, when they when they first arrive, they don't do too much and you don't want to do any too much either. You're recovering from giving birth and stuff. So you kind of lay around for a month or so or two months. And the more you're ready for them, the more they develop. So I know the first couple of years might be scary, but I think it gets worse when you're on their schedule. Like at least when, before they're in school, you can take yeah. them, you can do what you want. But once they have like activities and school and stuff, you're like, oh, we can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's harder. Sounds promising. Steve's <laughs> different. You know, all the stages are fun. They're just different. Yeah, you lose a lot of sleep in the beginning and, you know, in the teenage years. And, you know, as long as you maintain that balance in your relationship and, you know, feed the relationship as well as, you know, be there for the family, then you guys are going to continue to grow together too, right? Because we see couples, they just focus all their attention on the kid and then their relationship just starts to deteriorate. So this is a this is just a challenge of of starting a family. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What is what is something that your partner has said to you that you know was really helped you grow or change in your life? I mean, well, I can probably yeah. answer. Like, I think Angie coached me a lot in in my behavior as far as like to other people and things like that. You know, I, I was in construction for almost 20 years and it's a ruthless, you know, kind of in the field, you know, I wasn't really in the office, so I didn't really have those office PR skills, but so, so coming into different business and you're dealing with a lot of people, a lot of different personalities, things like that. It's not so like dictatorship, like on the job site, you know, you say, I'm the boss, I, you do this and they say, yes with our head down, they do it. You know, now it's a little bit of more, you know, hand-holding, I call it, or dealing people, you know, dealing people using cotton gloves, I call it, you know, just so, so she's taught me that, you know, to take it easy, a little bit more and not be so authoritative in, in my... Well, there's a balance. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, yeah, so now, she, I mean, that's been huge, huge. And, and over the years, she's really, really helped me with that. So, and I, I don't know if I'm getting any better at it, but, <laughs> but definitely I feel that she's so. taught me a lot, you know, he's and, gotten and better at it. There's, he's gotten better. So, so that's been like, that's been huge, huge to, mm -hmm. to helping me succeed and grow. Right. And I've been able to do a lot more because of it in, in everything, you know, my various entrepreneur activities and, and relationships outside of ours. So that's been huge. And I'm thankful for Angie to, to, you know, kind of guiding me that way. I guess I would say, you know, I definitely have had to 
really push my brain limits with opening this business and whenever Steve, you know, he's so good with business and, you know, yeah, whatever. It took me a while for the full liquor thing at the bar, whatever, but there's a million other things that he does. And I don't know. I think he helps me think of, just think that direction. I've never had to do that before. I've always been just like corral the kids, teach them this subject and let's move on. And I've had to definitely, even though he doesn't see it probably a whole lot, I've had to step out of my little box and I've learned a lot from him. That's for sure. And just thinking ahead and trying to predict how to solve a problem before it gets too bad at that work. Mostly I'm talking about, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if I've ever wanted to do something or try something or go somewhere, he's let me do all that. He's always supported like a little stint with guitar for a hot second. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I've definitely learned a lot cool. from his little business brain that he has. Last question. What is it your partner does that you know they love you? Well, I can tell you something really <laughs> stupid. You can go first. That Tens does, but I know that she's in <laughs> love with me that day. Because when we're fighting, she doesn't do it. She probably doesn't know that. But every morning when I brush my teeth, she smacks me on the ass. <laughs> just one smack. Well, and, he stands and there with just a t-shirt on and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's what I'm looking Kind of asking for it. <laughs> so, and I know it's stupid, but I always say, I always think to myself when she does that. I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's yeah. one that thing. It's a little, little thing she does, you know. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Well, like, Ange doesn't like flowers or yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like do that. stuff like that. So, like, he's not going to get me things like that. And when he doesn't get me flowers, I know he loves me because he knows I hate them. <laughs> you know, one of the that things you awesome. said, one of the things you said in the beginning was that he take, he would take, he, you knew he would take care of you. Yeah. Well, I feel like that every day. Like, yeah. I don't worry. I honestly have never worried about that. Like, and even all the hard times we've had to lose houses, lose cars, be moving here, there, and everywhere. I always told him I'm not worried about it. We'll figure it out. Like, I know he's going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So, and he still does that. So, yeah, that I that's something I won't have to worry about for me or for our kid forever. Mm -hmm. I know that. That's Is awesome. That yeah, it's a great answer. <laughs> Guys, we really want to thank you very much for being on the podcast. This has been a pleasure for us. It's always a, a fun time when we uh, <laughs> chat with you guys. You know, people have been telling stories for thousands of years to bond and to heal and to grow. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. So, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being on the on the podcast again. <laughs> For all of you out listening, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, again, please feel free to leave a comment or look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. <laughs>